is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and Art Van Furniture and Mattress. Everybody, welcome back to Bears All Access here from PNC Studios at Hallis Hall. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer, a Hallis Hall version of this week's show and joined by our special guest, veteran cornerback Prince Samukamara, the dancing fool on the practice field along with the rest of the secondary throughout the course of practice. Uh, that's part of the sideshow, everybody, as the Bears get ready to play the Colts here on Saturday night, is that you guys dance so much, the secondary does. What the heck's going on there? You guys are moving to the music. I would say, yeah, historically, uh, the secondary probably has more rhythm than anyone on the team. I mean, it would be a toss-up between us and the wide receivers. Uh, Mitch could move a little bit, too. That, that'll that be that'll surprise you a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're all just trying to have fun out there throughout the dog days of uh, It's distractive exercise. Yeah, exactly. How about that? You like that for a term, distractive <laughs> yeah. exercise? That's what I had the same question written down. Are you antsy or are you always trying to stay loose? Because even at, in Kankakee version, as, as exhausted as I think you would be, you're always just moving your hips. You're always jumping around. Are you... Is it antsy or are you just trying to stay loose? Yeah, I I think more just trying to stay loose and then also just like think like if you always hear um, they they probably didn't have music. Did they no. okay. So when you're playing so just they <laughs> just the music and um and yeah, it just like makes you move. I I, I enjoy music and then um like the these kids, the millennials, they always come out with new dances, so you just try to practice. Yeah, who, who fits in that category <laughs> on the team? Um, I mean, like Duke. How John, about Josh? Josh Woods is the oh, dancer yeah, oh, yes. dancer I've oh, yeah. ever yes. seen in practice. Yes. So you're gonna laugh at this? So I, I, you know, I'm not. I don't know your music. I mean, right. I have no idea. I'm a country guy, right? So uh, I, I ask Aaron, Aaron, one of the PRs. Um, so Migos, did I got yep. that right? Yeah, yeah. So I said, "Working me." He goes, "No, it's working me." Yeah, so that's one. Me. You guys all, yeah. So Josh Woods knows all the machinations yeah. of working me. So he's got it down. It's like a, a whole, you know, choreographed deal going on. And I, and I see you out there, dude, doing the same. So we're, and that's and then Drake, God's plan. Yeah. Everybody on the team. Nick Williams, Tom, the yeah. big, muscled up, big bicep defensive lineman, is is all Akeem. about God's plan. Akeem is a dancer. Yeah, it's true. I'm almost in the same boat with you, but I know the music. I just don't know who sings it. So, like, even in the locker room, like, I always have my Shazam out, and I get made fun of, but I'm trying to um, figure out, man, like, okay, this is catchy. Like, who sings this? But, yeah, they, those guys, yeah, they know it to a T, and they can act it all out. It, it is fun, though. It is fun to watch. It's fun for those guys. You got you to reduce the monotony of the day-to-day, and they still stay focused on the task at hand, though. And if it didn't, the music would stop, oh, and so would the true. dancing. <laughs> very this, true. this is Bears All Access brought to you by IGS Energy. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Prince Samukamara, our guest here at PNC Studios at Hallis pink, Hall. The pink shoes, are you wearing them because they're comfortable in your locker, first ones? What's what's up with that? Yeah, definitely wearing them because they're, they're comfortable. Um, my, my first year, second day at practice, like I broke my foot, like stress fracture. Mm. I had a stress fracture, broke my foot. It's called a Jones fat fracture. So I broke my, it's like my pinky toe and they put a screw in there. First broken bone on my body. And, um, and then from that point on, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna, if once I find a shoe like that model, I'm staying with it. I don't care if it's 
the heaviest shoe. Like, I don't care if it looks the dorkiest. Like, I just want something comfortable that I can stay in. And, and those Adidas models, Adidas get gets mad at me because they're like the year, they're like four years ago, three years ago models. And those are ones that I spared. And um, but when I get to season, I'm gonna work into something more comfortable. Are you or, are you a spike or molded cleat? Um, molded. Oh, yeah. I, I like molded. Yeah. And the benefit of that is, um, I feel like they have they have uh, better better traction in their they're just comfortable in your feet. The spikes do work, and especially on certain fields like San Francisco, like that was, like sometimes team meds like, uh, but San Francisco teammates said, hey. Like you're wearing, you're wearing spikes. You're 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 not going out on on the field, and so uh, I bit the bullet and put those on. And those worked well. Do you is the molded cleats that you wear? Molded cleats are it's all one bottom, and right. the spikes are where you can screw them on and off, and you can even change the lengths. So nowadays, with the transfer from natural grass at Soldier Field to the sports turf in New York to the sports turf in Indianapolis. Do you wear the same bottoms on both surfaces? No. So uh, T Med T Med will say like, "Hey, like no no screw ones for for the for the turf. The molded ones are the best um, the the best ones for the turf." T Med, by the way, longtime equipment man Tony Medlin, who got the. Uh Heist it up to the shoulders of yeah. Kyle Long and Bobby yeah. Massey. Today. What was that all about? <laughs> Say it again. He so was, oh, they, he was they on hoisted. Sh- oh, really? Oh, yeah, they today? moved him ten yards. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. It was funny. Team Med today, though, we walked in the locker room and um, I was like, Team Med, are you crying because of you know the video we saw of? Uh, oh, you guys weren't in there. Oh, this is new. So we saw a video of you know the four ladies of the NFL. Right. We saw um, Mrs. McCaskey's. Her little, her little debut, her little part in there, and so it's like flashbacks of, I mean, just the whole history from her with, with her dad, and then the sons are coming on, and then talks about Piccolo how he passed away, and then Walt how he passed away. So when I looked at T Man, I'm thinking like, like he's probably having flashbacks, like because he he knew, um, he knew he knew some of those guys that were showing up, and I said, T Man, are you crying? And he never answered if he was crying, but he did. He did. He, he said, man, like, it was, yeah, it was, it was emotional and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, man, like, the number of guys he's seen or the number number of ball, number of situations, like, he's been around for a while. Yeah. So, so let me just say one thing about yeah. that. So that is the, the, the NFL Films production, correct? Greg Miller, our producer. And that is going to debut uh, later this month, right? As we're winding down here in August. So you got the, the four pillars that uh, remain in the NFL that – can speak fluently about the 100 years, uh, and I hear it's must-viewing. So yes. great conversation about things that they only know and no one else could possibly. So when you see a little snippet of history through the eyes of Virginia McCaskey, are you glad that you had a chance to take part in the 100-year celebration just to kind of learn a little bit about the overall history of the NFL, not only the Bears, but then you think you have one of the, you know, the four most powerful people, you know, of, of the NFL and Virginia McCaskey here. Yes, one one hundred percent. And um and just think just knowing that okay, like she actually knows ball. Like uh, Charles Timmon uh, was on there and he was saying uh he was trying to talk to her during like a play and then one of her sons says like no like like only during commercial break. Like she's right. she's paying attention and stuff like that. And then after it went to commercial break. And he's, hey, hey, Charles, and stuff like that. So she's very serious about ball. But then also I learned about, like, because everyone was surprised when we got the bobbleheads, and I'm sure you're going to mention what those bobbleheads were, are for and stuff like that. But we're like, who is this 77? Like, who's Grange? Granger? Granger? <laughs> and then and then, and then then they Great brought him up. Grange, man. Yeah, and then they brought him up in the videos, like, oh, he was, like, the best back or like he was one of the he's one of he was one of the greats here and it's like oh can okay, now that makes sense why 
he's on there and like we're not on, we don't have our own uh, bobbleheads <laughs> and stuff. That's yet to come yeah, in the hopefully. next 100. Right. There might be. Don't sell yourself short, <laughs> Prince. I heard they have Max. Um, uh, some some uh, lucky people are getting Max, but yeah, each yeah. each week of the season, the home games uh, that'll be one of the giveaways. So I don't think Tom and I made. Have you cut. ever had a bobblehead <laughs> going back to college days? Or nah. have you? No, yeah. no. God, that would be one for me to keep right there. <laughs> well, I'd, you, be, I mean, you, you I'd be using it for practice <laughs> of some sort. You could take a bald <laughs> guy and put it on anybody's jersey, and it would look like the guy as long as he was bald. <laughs> Prince Amukamara, our guest here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy as the preseason winds down. Does it seem longer than it normally does? Because even though last year was longer in terms of days with the extra game and whatnot, just has that feel a little bit. I think because of where you guys are at as a team, it just feels like, let's get to day one. Let's go. We're ready to go. I think you guys are ready to go. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. And it does feel a little long, especially because we haven't played uh, yet. So it's like we've been practicing like OTAs, mini camp, training camp, all to play um uh on on i mean in september and and so just because we haven't played yet i feel like that's why i feel so long has the experience of the off season how has that been for you as you get more mature in the in your experience of the nfl you conclude the season the way you did but your expectations are through the roof H- how is how is the transition of your off season do you and do you have any time to relax, or is it getting right back on the horse? Definitely have uh, time time to relax. I try to use off season as a time to um, to seek out other interests that um, that that interest me. Like so, whether it be like real estate or or acting and stuff like that. But then um, still try to find time to work out. But I usually and then also to like travel. I'm sure there's like a lot of stuff that I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that my just what? so everybody knows, okay. that's not me. <laughs> because if it were, the big yes. guy here, Tom Thayer, is blushing, would be all over me. That's the second time this week, man. I'm going to find you. we got to have I some kind it. of find. We're going to go to a break. We'll pick up your off-season interest when we come back. Paul Zeranger, engineer Greg Miller, our producer here today, filling in on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak and the phone ringing Tom Thayer, along with Prince of Mukamara, who called? Jay Hilgenberg. That was in the last segment, if you're just joining us. So the seven-time consecutive Pro Bowler called. Oh, wow. Prince, you might have thought it was Jay Cutler or Jay, R- Jay Ratliff. Yeah. Those were your two choices. But now those two offensive linemen they lined okay. up against with each other all those years, they're, they're as thick as thieves. So they, they, uh, they talk more than two people probably should. But Jay... Uh, be back in the just like you will when you finally retire and you're years away from the nfl you kindle those relationships and friendships that you know are always going to be a part of your daily existence good good yeah so you before the break you're talking about your off-season interest you'll say so one you said real estate yeah so now does that mean you were doing that this summer or learning it number two you said acting so were you doing some of that as well were you volunteering at the community playhouse in glendale (laughs) i mean what were you doing (laughs) glendale arizona yeah, so um, so real estate. I've gotten my feet wet uh, a little bit. Just right now, just um, I've done some flips, and then right now I own uh, some condos in um, in Jacksonville where I played, and um, own some in um, in Arizona, and and now I'm I'm in uh, I, I dabbled in in L.A. So I'm just just getting my my feet wet and just trying to. Diver- diversify my assets uh, somehow, like because everyone always asks me, okay, like what are you gonna do when you stop playing? What are you gonna do when you stop playing? And 
um, right now, I mean, I mean, it could be two years, but when you look at other people, I mean, it could be eight years. So just not knowing when when that is. But I do know the window is slowly closing. So just trying to make the most of my opportunities. Now. And what about real estate intrigues you? Um, Aside from the obvious, the investment is typically good and you're going right. to make money. So just with real estate, I just get like a rush. It's like another adrenaline, like like football, just like finding like those deals and like great cap rates and um, or value adds and just trying to um, just trying to get a win out of those. Well, you can, you know, parlay that into your exactly. acting and be on a million dollar listing. There, oh. you, there you go. Have you seen the show? I mean, maybe I that's up your alley. If you're flipping TV, you got million dollar listing or the World Poker Championship. What are you watching? Probably million dollar listing, yeah. Probably million dollar listing. So is that does the are is this a is this a textbook thing or is it information off of you know a computer or is this a conversation that will even go into the locker room to young guys where you can say hey yeah. you know this may be something that you should take some interest in? Yeah, I think it's was well, definitely not textbook. So I've I've been learning from friends who've uh, who are former players and now uh, real estate agents. So they they actually know. Um, a lot and they've been helping me out a lot but I think the conversations definitely flow in into the locker room because um, I mean look at um what's his name Fry or, or, Elliot, or yep. Elliot Fry former kicker like he was he, he is a financial advisor like he was a oh, financial wow. advisor uh, before playing like he, he was telling me his journey got into AFF AF, AAF. AAF and he he Steve Sperrier was was his coach and and he got a look did good and now and he got a look got a try but before that he was he was a financial advisor. He is. And so guys, just letting guys know, like, like you're more than an athlete. Like, the ball is going to stop bouncing or whatever sometimes. So, like, what other interests do you have? It would scare me, and it does, actually. Uh, even for me, like, at my age, you know, what, what if this were – what do you do? And I'm later in life, much later in life, as you can see by my gray hair. But uh, a guy that, you know, gets cut after three years or a serious injury, he can't overcome it. I mean, you're still a very young man. You're – going to be a very young man when you retire what is it that you're going to do so you're not day-to-day boredom right. i mean how do you like or just to even make a, a paycheck you know so it's it's a legitimate question and i think a lot of guys probably cho- choose not to think about it right 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 and probably because they might think like that's distracting like the saying or the phrase is like plan b distracts you from plan a so they probably just want to focus um all in on football but i feel like that's why you see a lot of guys struggle when they do step away from the game. It's like, okay, like I've been in this routine. Like I've never, like my Thanksgivings and December and Christmases were planned out for me like the last 12 to 15 years of my life. Now what do I do during around this time? So you don't want, you don't want that to be new to you and um, you want to have a plan. That's why I have a lot of respect for guys that played uh, like Trace Armstrong, who's now Matt Nagy's agent, Mark Helfrich and Dave Ragone's agent. And he's gone into that realm. He was here uh, last week and just, Realizing he had a 15-year playing career for multiple teams, got better as he got older. As a pass rusher, his numbers went up, and then he got involved with the players' union, mm. and now he's an agent on the other side of the fence uh, helping coaches and, and some players and media, and he's still a young man. So he's had multiple careers in a, in a period of time that and you know raised three kids. The neat thing about acting, though, I think because you play football and you have that adrenaline right. rush every time you go to a game, you need that in your life. Mm-hmm. And I do see it from guys that they have they have no excitement in their life anymore. So uh, it's you're just surfing. Well, yeah, it is. Well, that's what it is. That's what keeps me alive. That's what keeps your blood going. But I think the same thing can happen through and you know a, a something so different in acting that is 
is not football. Right. You know, and I think it's a neat interest for you to have. Right. No, I, I agree completely. And I'm like, oh, every team I get on is like, man, I hope Hard Knocks, like, comes yeah, comes here just so I well, – do. I would love that. I'm, I'm so, a stick in the mud. <laughs> but but you would – so many problems. You'd have to still be yourself. Yeah, you you would you would, but um, I mean, I would just I would like I would make sure there's an exaggerated version. All right. of myself. So get back there. more in the acting. Are you getting? Are you taking lessons? Yeah. So I have. And have you? What have you done? I have dabbled in some lessons, but um, uh, I'm very prideful when I feel like I have raw talent and can just like get a script and just go. But uh, I know that my my roles would be um, would be smaller just because like if i could have it as i wanted i would want to be like the ryan gosling in notebook right i'd want i'd want to be like a, a heartthrob but but i i read like i told my wife i said there's no way like i could like kiss him but I, I couldn't separate like the kissing from the i could reality. yeah from reality like i would i would want to keep practicing everybody pra- thinks they could right? yeah, and there's no way i would want to keep practicing and practicing with rachel mcadams or whoever like every every single hey, time call thomas jones Remember, he's, Tom, like, he's big now. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What does he do? He's. I don't have the exact show. If somebody wants to write it down for me, I'd have to look it up on my phone. But he's an actor, really? man. He And yeah. he's killing it. Thomas wow. Jones, okay. who is beloved here with this. Uh, and with he, this it surprised me because year. he's got that such a tough guy persona about him. I would have him. never guessed it. Yoked up, weight room guy. But now he is trans, you know, transferred that whole, just like Eddie George. You know, oh, yeah. taking his skill set and, you know, doing live Broadway and the other acting that he's been able to do. Yeah, so, you know, he, he's involved. He's done a lot right now. I mean, straight, straight out of Compton, number oh, one. Oh, wow. Yeah, right, there. straight out of Compton, yeah. A violent man. Wow. Uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Corbin Nash. <laughs> and I know he's in a series, too, and forgive me, Thomas. I, I don't exactly know great what it is, him. but he's done, he's done great, and I would have never guessed it either. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a tough – you know, very focused guy on just he's all about his body. Right, you know, right, he's right. yoked up still, and he, he just he's been a very committed athlete. And now he's a very committed actor. But what from football can help you be a good actor? I mean, you know, offensive learning an offense is memorization of right. all the plays and everything. I don't, do you have the same amount of memorization for your defensive requirements that you do? Because it seems like that's a lot of the requirement of being able to memorize what you got to say, right. but not be you. You know, be be this facial expression or this person. Yeah, I mean, and even just from like communicating, right, and just like improving, like on a play or anything like that, and then just also like working on a team and just knowing how to um, interact with with different people and like and kind of like different actors like someone's going to be here today and someone and the new guy will be here the next day so i i think football sets me up for it um tremendously are you funny um could I you mean, deliver a you joke ask. could you you have, you have a go-to joke um, <laughs> no i don't actually i i feel like my humor is like it's just on the run like organic yeah. And somewhat dry. Yeah, and somewhat dry. <laughs> there right. you go. Prince of Mukamara, our guest here on Bears L Access. We'll take a break here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lauren Screeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Prince Mukamara, our guest. As the Bears move into week three of the preseason, they'll be in Indianapolis on Saturday to take on the Colts. You can hear it on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Tom Thayer and myself at the mic starting at 5, kickoff at 6 local time you're not going to be playing though pretty much guaranteed uh for this which is totally 
made people crazy a little bit in the league and even locally and fans. I mean, the league itself is promoting on NFL Network or on SiriusXM's NFL Radio. Week three of the preseason is when the starters play into the third quarter. It's the uh, dress rehearsal for the season. Throw it all out the window because people are suggesting that Matt Nagy, because of what he did last year and how the team performed, that this is the new way. It may be. It may not be. How do you feel about it as a veteran? Love it. Oh, I can't, I'm not. You won't hear any complaints uh, from me. I've I really really love the schedule and how and how uh, Coach Nagy's going about things. And uh, I've, I I think I've read I've seen like L.A. do it. Um, them and Sean, Sean McVay, uh, they're they're doing it. And to be honest, like all if you put the veterans aside, I feel like it hurts like the guy. I it helps the guys who are trying to make the team because now. They're going to have more opportunities to get on film than anybody um, in in the league, and I feel like that only helps them um, secure a, ro- uh, a roster spot. Their snaps yeah. have gone up exponentially. Yeah. I mean, they are yeah. now basically full time guys for four weeks, yeah. and yeah. that 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 cannot. Well, I guess it could hurt some guys, right. and, and it could uh, it could rediscover some others. So there's a lot of talk about the new collective bargaining agreement that's each, each eventually going to come up. So you have you treat the preseason in the fashion you're treating it now where you get very little playing time. So if they wanted to redo this whole thing, and when I was in the USFL, we had no preseason games. We had an inner squad. We had a scrimmage with another team. Then we played 18 regular season games. Would you even be open to that as a conversation if you want, because you've got a lot of experience in the NFL, you've been here a while, would you even take that into consideration if you if you were in the conversations at the table? No, just simply because I mean, there just has to be a time. Because if I'm looking for a, if I'm looking at it from like a coach or GM or from an owner's perspective, like there has to be a way where I can evaluate these guys, and I feel like those preseason games um, they allow you they allow you to to do that. The young guys. The young guys, yeah. yeah well, yeah. And I was just talking about this with Tom today watching practice, is that as a player who you're going to need to count on as your teammate, right. uh, whether it be on special teams or a guy who fills in if somebody gets hurt, you need their tr- You got to trust them a little bit. That, mm-hmm. that trust has to be carved out at some point. And it's the effort that results in a play. I mean, I, I look at a guy, you know, he's a definite long shot to make this team. Matthew Betts out of Canada. He was rushing the passer the other day with such aggressiveness and getting on the edge of the offensive lineman and, and drawing Khalil Mack's attention and they're high-fiving. As you guys know when you see a player. Oh, yeah. And when a player is starting to emerge a little bit, you want him on your team. 100%. You know, and you know guys that you don't want on your team. Right. I mean, that, that's the black and white of it. And this does – allow for that to happen. I think they got to dip their toe in the water to see what it's really like yeah. on game day. Yeah, and yeah, and especially if, if you haven't especially if you haven't played in the game yet and I mean uh, when you talk about uh vets like the, another person that comes to mind is like Duck. Like Duck Duck's Clifton made Duck, yeah, the cornerback. He's made so many plays in in practice is it's like okay like now like it to be honest it doesn't matter what you do in practice like all, all that matters is what you do in the games it's like okay let's see what you do in the games then he gets that that pick on the one or two yard line from in from New York and um and yeah and that gets us excited we're like okay like he's shown it in practice and he's doing it in games um that really shows a lot you know when you have a 
take all the cornerbacks, and there's you guys are all built in different sizes and shape because Kevin Tolliver is different than Duck, and you're different than both of them. So when these young guys that don't have a great deal of experience, when they come up and ask your advice, does does what you do transfer to their abilities, or is each guy's traits handled a little differently? Yeah, I would say it has to be catered to their um, to their tangibles. So like whatever, like if they're tall strong or fast so for me how I play corner um I don't think a guy like duck or um like a guy like duck can can do it how I do because I like to be I like to be man to man like um in your face and like I'm ready to run with you I'm ready to fight with you or whatever but like a guy like duck or duke they might want to play off just because they're 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 little they're a little smaller and um and stuff like that. So I would just tell them, hey, this is how I do, it, and these are things I I do, and and if they can take um some things from me, or um I would strongly suggest like, hey, go look at somebody that kind of fits like your type and fits how they play and fits how you play, and see if you can incorporate some of that. Prince Mukamara, our guest here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy, the Score, Jeff and Tom, and Prince kind enough to join us here today as the Bears wind down week three of the preseason and they'll meet the Colts on Saturday night. Yeah, Can you give me a little thumbnail on each guy in your secondary? Are you able to do that for me? What do you mean my thumbnail? Uh, you know, what their strengths are and how they're fitting in, and maybe who's come the furthest so far in this offseason from your perspective. Uh, we'll go with Kyle. Kyle Fuller? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Kyle, yeah, I don't think Kyle skipped a beat. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think he's going to have a better year this year uh, than he did last year. I mean, last year he was all world. And um, even with last year as great as, great of his, as great of a season as he had, I know he, he'll agree with this. Like, he still feel like he's, like, he missed some plays. But um, I feel like he's going to turn it up again this year. Kevin Tolliver. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for, for Kevin. Uh, he's, uh, he's a big, strong, and fast, fast guy like myself. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see um, things from him. He's going to be great for us. Duke has really impressed Tom and I and Duck because it's not too big for him. They, they come with the requisite attitude for a corner exactly. and a nickel position in particular. Would that be fair to say? Very true. Yeah, Duke definitely has that um that dog that people would say that they want in in a player, not afraid of anybody, is, is not afraid to line up any uh, against anybody, and has great ball skills. Buster screen, man, do Buster. You know what cops in my head? <laughs> he every time he goes after the ball, somebody's on the ground, like yeah. he's hitting. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. You're not supposed to beat that. He puts people on the ground. Is, you think that's how he plays? Yeah, and he. I'm sure, and I know he's going to be compared to. Bryce, um, mm-hmm. probably th- this whole first season, but I feel like it was a it was a great it was a great grab just from our, our management, just because they're, they're similar. He's um, he's experienced and he's like just as fast and and as athletic as Bryce. He, he talks about this being the front seven he's ever played with, the best front seven yeah. he's ever played with. You know when you think, said that too. Yeah, I, that's what, are you in agreement with this? Because you've you've been around some pretty good front sevens, but what do you think of this one? Yeah, these. I mean, these these guys are are yeah extremely talented, and I know that uh, the clock the the clock in a quarterback's head is is going to be shortened, and yeah, it's going to make our jobs a lot of easy, a lot John easier. John Franklin, you played running back, made corner. He played quarterback, quarterback right. and now trying to be an NFL corner. Um, probably probably one or. 
if not the fastest guys on on our team and the strides he's made from last year to this year um has has been great he's been making plays on, on on the balls but still learning um still learning the game and as we goes very on michael joseph chicago born and bred grew up listening to tom there <laughs> Dude, i like i like i like like if I if I could choose if I could trade spots with somebody like athleticness and how I feel like I w- I would want like Michael Joseph he just seems like a prototypical like corner just very limber thin um can can move can move well and um and just has great ball skills I feel like he has all the tangibles all right we're gonna step away another break a couple of more segments to go with Prince of Mukamara, the veteran cornerback for your Chicago Bears. 2019 season about to commence with the Packers on September 5th, Thursday Night Football. We'll get into that coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Kick off the Bears' 100th season at the Miller Lite Chicago Bears Block Party, Saturday, August 31st in Logan Square. Open from noon to 10 and free for all ages. That's 10 p.m., by the way. Enjoy activities including food, alumni autographs, photo opportunities, and music from Lovely the Band and more. Tom and I have been to those over the past couple years Good time had by all. Everybody enjoys getting out with this great August weather in Chicago. Uh, the final spasms of uh, the heat wave, I guess. It's starting to cool down a little bit with September coming. And that means Bears football to open the season on September 5th, the league's opening game. And how often do you think about it? Week one against the Packers. I mean, I'm starting to think about it a lot, a lot more now. Uh, I mean... Just, just, there's just going to be so much emotion just in, in in that game. I mean, from for this being our 100 year and um, us opening a game here for for the uh, uh, for, uh, in, for the first game of of the season, the NFL's 100, and then of course what happened last year um, in um, at at Green at Green Bay's place. So there's going to be so much so much emotion, and then I mean, even just from how we how we finished the season last year, so. Um, it's going to be a big game for for both teams, and um, it's going to be a lot of a lot of excitement. But um, we're I, I feel like we're, we're going to be ready. The adjustment to a new defensive coordinator is it like being on a new team, or just like being on a new defense? When you think of Coach Pagano, and you know him, you know him in practice, you know him in OTAs, you know him in training camp, preseason games. But like you said, it, it's different for you in a regular season game, just like it will be for him. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's. Like me, just being, just getting a new a new defense, um, and I say that well, him him and and Coach Vic have sim have similarities. Um, uh, I think they're both Italian, and, um, <laughs> and yeah. but uh, Vic, I, I always I always tell everyone Vic is um, is not as vocal, but you still know how he feels. And and Chuck, after being um, a head coach, just his presence, he still carries himself. Um, like he's a, like he's a head coach, and I mean just like the presence and the respect that that he uh, demands, and he's very confident. And um, and but we're excited for him to to be our DC. He definitely challenges us in every ways, and he de- and he teaches like life lessons, and always comes up with these like quirky sayings, like skin like armadillo, and like so what now what, just different different things. And um, I can't I can't wait to. Uh, I, I can't wait to. How does he challenge you guys? Like, give me an example. Give me something living and breathing that. Give me an example of a challenge to Prince of Mukamara. So he'll one thing. One thing he. One thing he doesn't want us to do is like as a defense with all the success that we experienced last year, is like don't like don't settle like like we can be better. So even he doesn't he doesn't want us to go through the, through the motions and stuff like that. And he'll he'll always say um like today today is today's Thursday Thursday. Yeah. 
<laughs> Today's Thursday. So he, he'll always say, like, okay, we're gonna, this is going to be the best Thursday in all of Thursdays in history. Or this is going to be the best walkthrough in, in all of walkthroughs in history. So just to get our mind thinking positive, like, hey, like, no matter what we're doing, whether it's full speed or it's half speed, whether it's no speed, like, this is going to be the best rep that I have, um, that I've ever had ever. What you don't know, and, and this would be true for anybody, is that Vic is a great coach. Pagano's a great coach. But the way they call games and how it all, you know, the, the, the play callers, whether it be offense or defense, that's what you don't know. Yeah. You know, that's what you're going to have to adjust to. Because when is he going to dial up the pressure? Or what <laughs> circumstances? How's it going to play out, you know, in terms of what he sees in the bigger scope and, you know, puts in your head over the course of the week? What's he got up his sleeve? You know, that's the part that, you, that that'll be the fun part. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, that will be the, that would be the, uh, the fun part. Yeah, and just with Vic, just be, with being with him um, when I was with him for two years, it's like I could kind of get a sense. It's like, okay, this is the time of the game. This is the down and distance. Um, I think I'm gonna get covered too right here, and I and I would just know, hmm. and um, yeah, and so with Chuck now it's just like man, like he kind of don't kind of don't know what what he's gonna call me, um, but um, I feel like defensive coordinators have a great uh, great, of course they should have the, a great eye for the game, and um, one, and one thing with Vic is like it could be third and long, and I'm thinking okay we're we're gonna get we're gonna get covered too. Um, to keep everything inside and in front of us, but then if if they convert on that third and long, that cover two is going out the window. Like we're not going to see uh, cover two for, um, like the whole game and stuff like that. So I'm sure Chuck is similar. So not looking ahead or thinking ahead, but I am. So <laughs> you you figure if I'm, I'm a guy, I get cut by the Detroit Lions, and then they bring me into the Chicago Bears, and then they start picking my brain about what we do on the offensive side of the ball. So. Now, you, you played a couple of years for Vic Fangio. You know as well. You know his way of thinking and what you're telling us. Is there anything that you can tell Mitch or tell Matt to say, hey, in this scenario, this is the way he thinks, or this is something that we used to do regularly on this down and distance, this field position? For week two, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be some kind of show. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I think, I think they would go to – they would go to a couple guys before they go to me. Like I think they would, they would go, they would go to Kyle because Kyle, Kyle was here the longest. But then also, I mean, shoot, we have his, we have his film. I mean, we have his, we have, we have his, uh, uh, practice film and stuff like that. But I'm sure Vic's, Vic's a smart guy, and I'm sure he's gonna, um, I'm sure he'll do different stuff. And I mean, thinking, thinking in the right time frame. I mean, I'm sure Amos is probably yeah. singing. Singing right now as we're talking, <laughs> but of, but of course it's not like we have the it's not like we have the same uh, defense, quote unquote. Right. But um, but I'm sure Amos they have Amos in there right now, like hey, like and stuff like that. But that's just that's just how the league works, like and you'll see, and I'm sure you guys will see. You'll see guys get guys guys are gonna get cut from here. That's 100. percent There's gonna be maybe Green Bay or oh, yeah. there's gonna be a team that's gonna right. say we. I remember we did that when I was in New York. Like we like. I think the Eagles had had cut a guy during the season. They had cut a guy, and we're gonna play him that week. And we picked up, we yeah. picked up that cut guy. Him, cut him by Friday. Yeah, cut him by Friday. We squeeze him. <laughs> exactly. We squeeze, squeeze him for him. the info. <laughs> Sell him rainbows and sunshine, and yep, you're out of here, my man. But that's the the competitiveness Very of this true. league, and it happens all the time. Deshae Townsend, 
uh, I'm intrigued by him as as your secondary coach because it comes with the built-in respect of the fact that this guy was a very successful defensive back yeah. for the Pittsburgh Steelers, doesn't it? Yes, and I, I I enjoy having him. And I mean, one thing that's unfortunate for me is like before, like I could always like get away with stuff, but he's a former player, so he, like, knows. What do you mean, get away with stuff? What are you you trying to say? I mean, just, like, I don't even know, like, nothing comes to mind, but even just, like, just, like, little stuff, but he's he's already been there. It's like you're, it's like, it's like he's my dad, I'm his son, and I'm trying to do stuff that he did when I was a kid. And so, so not, and that's what's so tough about having him as a coach. It's just nothing gets nothing gets past him, and and stuff like that. And so we can't take advantage of of uh, of of a coach. He's not like a that. substitute teacher. Exactly. That's <laughs> right. that's well, exactly it. It's it's harder to kind of squeeze in that Veterans <laughs> right. Day exactly. off because he never got he never, a Veterans Day right. off, you know. But you know that's that's the good that's the good influence of him, and I you know it's probably the you know from us from the sidelines looking in and we see the work ethic of Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. you know I mean as an ex player he's kind of inspiring because I see the effort that he gives, and if they're running um, a gasser right. in between, he still not he still does it the fastest. You know he has exactly. to be out there and win where they put the ball down to start the next team. He the and him, him and Leonard. Pretty much, but he beats him every time. Yeah. I mean, you're not beating this guy. Yeah, it's a, it's uncanny. Talk yeah. about competitive. Yeah, he's he super wins everything. Competitive. He's super competitive. Yeah, yeah. Is. We'll pick that up when we come back. You got a good relationship with Khalil Mack, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about it when we come back here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Final segment with Bears cornerback Prince Amukamara here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy from PNC Studio at Hallis Hall. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer with Paul Zaranger, engineer, and Greg Miller, our producer today. Prince, kind enough to give us the hour here today as he gets ready for a trip to Indy to take on the Colts, gearing up for that season opener against the Packers. We left, we're talking about Khalil Mack and how inspiring a guy is to watch and just what he does on the sideline, teaching other players, how he takes a moment to just play catch with Leonard Floyd and just really in a different way leading. He's not he's not a rah-rah guy that I can tell. He's not going to be, you know, spewing a lot of fiery comments, but he just leads by example, and I know that's cliche, but you need guys like that too on your team, don't you? Yeah, you do, you do. I mean, we have a good share of vocal guys, but we also have guys, just like you said, just, just lead by example, and just like you were naming um, earlier, earlier, like him, him running the sprints, and even, even just him, um, like I do see him, I see him, him talking to Chuck, I think Chuck Harris, he's a former, yes. uh, I call him, uh, from the University of Buffalo, also, yeah, yeah. I, I call him little uh, Baby Mac, or, or <laughs> whatever, and um, yeah, just him, him teaching him that, and he, and he, you, like around the league, there there are some guys who who won't give um, information. Like sometimes, oh, th- like they'll think like, oh, this guy's trying to like replace me, or this guy's trying to take food off my table. But I mean, no, oh, no you one's know what? There was a guy who used to be a Brian Robinson. You know, uh, he passed away years ago. But uh, defensive lineman, you tell me, playing for the Rams, St. Louis Rams, they wouldn't tell him anything. They just didn't want it. But he was going to change that, and wow. he was going to be the mm-hmm. guy that you could come to. I see it more nowadays that guys are willing. Yeah, 100%. It maybe wasn't that way five, ten years ago. Well, you I know, don't know, for you, I mean, what did you guys, you guys just keep everything to yourself? Well, I don't know. See, I just now from the outside looking in because I see Akeem Hicks living in the back pocket of Blau oh, Nichols, yeah. and he's constantly yeah. in. Last week in the sidelines of the game, you saw Khalil Mack with Vauders and um, Isaiah Irving mm-hmm. going over specific type of pass rush yeah. and counter moves. That's fantastic. Is there... Yeah. 
is is there a young guy that seeks because you and Kyle are two different cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, you, there's you know you guys play a different style. Are, are there guys that gravitate towards you and you know at, need to ask you specific questions, whether it is much as a route being run at you as your responsibility to a defense going forward? Yeah, I would say me and Mike Joseph probably uh t- talk talk the most and um like he's very astute like and he, he he just like watches me like hey man like i seen you play this way or do this when you press like like why did you why did you do that and stuff like that so he actually is um is more active in like uh asking me questions and just wanting um just wanting better insight and, and same with uh Franklin also. Do, you, do you know that whole background sorry Hold on. You know, all right go on you want no, to I just want to finish it cuz it's it's a weird concept to me cuz so watching Monday night football they got that segment it's called you got mossed and last he was on there? yeah do you talk about that stuff in the locker room? If you see yourself on a national type of right. media coverage, do you talk about that, or do you just try to leave that so far behind you don't even want to bring it up? No, we'll we'll talk about it. And even even after the play, I told him I said, "Hey, um, one thing that my defensive back, uh, his name's Peter Genta, he's the defensive back coach mm-hmm. for uh, the Saints. I said one thing he told me is, don't let a bad play turn into a, ba- a bad day. So yes, that guy um, made a play, but um, you can you can still like you can still play hard and you can still sounds make like up something for Pagano it. would say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And so and and he did. He he finished he finished the game. Um, he finished the game. Uh, pretty well but yeah but i mean even if it's a good a good top 10 that he's on it's like i don't think the guy who's on it is, is gonna say hey did you see me on on top 10 but i think guys would uh guys would bring it up and, and, and i'm sure over time he's been there now for two years he was on the practice squad all of last season and maybe not but you know his background i mean you you, you didn't even start in his high school football team. i don't know his background yeah he, he grew up in oswego which is in the southwest suburbs and so he grew up a Bears fan, and you know he didn't play. He had all. He just couldn't crack the lineup for whatever reason. So he goes and plays flag football at University of Dubuque in Iowa, like in like intramurals. Oh yeah, yeah. he just he and he worked. He went in the weight room. He added a bunch of strength, and he, he got the chance to get on that team, and he became one of the best small school cornerbacks in college football what? two years ago. So his journey is from nothing, like. He's you're helping him, and he's trying to help you win the Super Bowl in 2019 Jeez. if he makes this football team. So you know those kinds, of, and you're not in your first round pick, and you you know you're sharing this information <laughs> with a kid who's that's why he's he's thirsty, he's hungry. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. One thing I did hear when I was um I did a, I did an interview on the sideline during the Panthers game. Someone said. He was five two ninety five pounds. That is correct. What what when freshman, freshman year, year of high year. school? Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, like my wife is like five foot. I'm not gonna say her no, weight. You better not. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking, like my wife, this this guy was like yeah, that yeah, freshman yeah, yeah. year. Well, you talk about somebody that's invested in himself and right. trying to make. I mean, it's a great story. I love those stories. All right, I mentioned Mac. I, you had a camp. You have a camp every year in Arizona. Yeah, he and it was came. Very, Can you believe right. it? So how'd you get him to come? Man, I paid him. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but I could not believe. Listen. <laughs> like I was so I was I was so flattered and and um and honored, but yeah, he came. I just simply I just simply asked him, and um he said yeah he's gonna come. And and with my camp, I don't say who's coming because I don't want to falsely advertise, and I don't want those kids to come for them. Just I want them yeah I want them to know like as long yeah. as I'm good and I'm I'm enough. 
And um, so, but every year I always ask different guys. And yeah, Matt came, and I was like, wow. Did people? Did the kids gravitate to him? Because is he Man! good? Is he good with kids? <laughs> yes, everybody. Everybody loved him, and he and he's just one of those guys that that's gonna sign every autograph and take wow. every every picture. Didn't big guy nobody. And then um, it was cool. Like I I had my friends help me with the camp, and I'm thinking like, okay, who who can I give like like the um the the privilege to like to like be with camp be with be at camp with mac working uh uh um like uh, an exercise or whatever and then i gave it to one of my good friends who who's a who's a raiders fan um but it, i knew he would still enjoy it but yeah mac was um amazing and um i'm trying to get him out again what have you come to learn about the guy that maybe we don't see oh man he's um a lot a lot funnier he has great he a lot funnier than than you would think uh has great great personality um dude very very like welcoming just like just ho- hospitable like opens his house hmm. um just like um in, invites and um and and Mac has some of uh, business ventures also that um that he's not shy on on including and um That's he just awesome. he he you just wouldn't think like with guys like that even my stereotype I'm sure fans are too and maybe you guys too like you think this guy's a prima donna or like a diva or like a guy with like who's accomplished as much as he's accomplished but he's more like he wants every, everybody to win yeah. and, and he wants to talk win. about everybody else Ex- he does not want to talk about himself exactly. and he's never going to be that guy so Chicago I mean to me he's He's Erlacher-esque in that regard. Humility of a of a star player that you wouldn't ordinarily suggest would be the case. Exactly. And I even but when I found out like he redshirted, I started cracking on him. I'm like, man, wow! For one time in your life, you weren't you weren't as good as everybody. Like you you redshirted. So I thought that was pretty funny. Last thing for me, what do the kids want to know? Like when you go to a, ca- a camp and you're surrounded by kids, whether Khalil's there or not, and you're there, what what's in, what is the kid? What do the kids need? Yeah, so I always get two – personally, I always get two top questions. Number one, who's the best guy you, you've guarded? And number two, like, how can I get to where to where you are? So I, I would say those two questions I get mostly. All right, well, your ball skills have uh, escalated at a very uh, crazy rate. I, I, I think you easily had double-digit mm-hmm. interceptions over the course of training camp, and you're con- including you had one yesterday, pick six. And I learned from a, another interview that I did with you earlier this year that no one ever taught you really how to catch a football right. until Ed Donatello. Donatel. Which to me, you played football your whole life. That's a stunning statement. Yeah. But thank goodness it finally happened. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just when he and I and that's one thing I loved about Coach Ed is like, and you see with Deshae too is like they actually care for you as players. And I was just yeah when he told me that I had to put my index fingers together and my thumbs together and actually look the ball in it. And he, he, the term he used or the phrase he used was just stop the ball. Like, don't catch it. Just, just stop Which you it. were trying to grab it. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was just trying to wow. catch it either with my body or just, yeah. You would and, think just by natural osmosis, <laughs> that yeah. would have happened. But I tell you what, you're going to have a big year. Yeah. Thank you. Prince of Mukamara, our guest. Thank you for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Always a good time. With Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks to Paul Zerang and Greg Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to the Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.